Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids Network. Today we are reviewing Disney Pixar's film Brave, as well as Quill, Life of a Guide Dog, Hey Arnold, and Pete's Dragon. So to start off the show, we're reviewing the new Disney Pixar film Brave, which I absolutely adore, and we have with us Cheyenne. So how are you doing today, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing well, and we also have with us Morgan. How are you, Morgan? Hello. Good. And how are you? I'm awesome. Okay, so the new Disney Pixar film Brave is um, a new animation, and it's absolutely amazing. It's about a princess named Merida, and she wants to defy tradition because she doesn't want to get married, and she wants to be really independent. And so she goes on sort of this little journey to trying to find a spell to change her fate and to change her mother's opinions on getting married. But as she soon finds out, it doesn't go exactly the way she planned. And like I said, this movie is awesome. So Morgan, what did you think about Brave? Well, I loved it and it has many lessons in this. Mm -hmm. It does have very many lessons in it. And what about you, Cheyenne? What do you think about um, this film? It shows a really valuable lesson in, like, a mom and daughter moment. It's, like, really ha- it's happiness when you see the mom and the daughter actually bonding with each other. It's so cute and precious. Absolutely. There are so many emotions in this film, and, like, you both have said so many lessons. So let's talk a little bit about the lessons in this film. So, Morgan, what do you think the biggest lesson is in this movie? The biggest lesson is always be careful what you were and wish for. Mm-hmm. Because it Absolutely. could go something that you did not expect, and something could go wrong, and some people could get actually hurt. And Cheyenne, what do you think the biggest messages are in this film? It's less talking and more listening. Because Meredith's like, but, and like, but, because her mom's telling her something that she should know. Um, her mom was telling her story, but, and she was like ignoring her, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she's not learning it. But she's not learning a lesson from her mom. 
Mm -hmm, absolutely. I agree with both of you and I especially agree with Morgan when she said that be careful what you wish for because that is what this film is about, you know, because Merida, she wishes for something and it does not go the way she planned and it makes the film very, very interesting. And I thought this film, everything about it was fantastic, but let's talk a little bit about the animation in this film. I personally thought that the animation in Brave was a visual masterpiece. It was so spectacular and so beautiful. And it made me feel like I was in Scotland with like the scenery and everything was so detailed and really fantastic. So Cheyenne, what did you think about the animation? I thought the animation was fantastic. But there was one scene that it was all white. So it kind of hurt my eyes because it's like in a dark scenery sometimes. And then it gets really bright. So it just hurts my eyes on that part. Yeah, it was really, really bright. And Morgan, what did you think about the animation in this film? So I really liked the animation, and some of it looked real. And, like, it was really cool. And there was, there were so many different characters, and they drew them amazingly. Like, sometimes you would actually just, like, stare at that, and you'd be like, oh, my gosh, that looks like it's just real. And especially in the 3D style. Yeah, the animation was very lifelike, and the 3D was amazing. It really brought the movie to life. And I agree with you. It did look very, the animation did look very real. And what I thought was so cool about the animation was the facial expressions of all of the characters were so realistic. It really made me feel like I wasn't watching an animation. Like, it gave the the animation so much depth, especially, like, one of my favorite parts was... um, the bear queen and her facial expressions were so human and like I loved how she was acting like she was in a castle and what like putting her crown on her head even though she was like really in the middle of the forest and so I thought that gave the film a very comical quality. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing the new Disney and Pixar film Brave, as well as Quill, Life of a Guide Dog, Hey Arnold, and Peach Dragon. So right now we have Morgan and Cheyenne with us, and we're talking about the new animated film Brave, and we were just talking about how amazing the animation is and how it's very lifelike. And I was talking about, you know, one of my favorite parts is when the Bear Queen is out in the wilderness and she's acting like she's in a castle and that she's still the queen and she has her little crown on her head. And I thought that was very funny. So Cheyenne, what did you think your favorite part of the film is? My favorite part of the film was the ending. Because, like... Well, we can't ruin the ending, so don't give it away too much, but go ahead. But, um, Merida puts on the cloth because she stitched it up so her mother and um, her could be... So her mother could be human again, not a bear, because it was sucking sunlight. And you really liked that part? Yeah. Yeah, I think in my the ending was my favorite part as well, but the ending is the best part, and so I don't want to give it away for anyone because everybody out there has to go see this movie. It was absolutely fantastic. So, Morgan, do you think you have a favorite character in this film? I might say it's Merida. She's my favorite character, and she really, really relates to me. Mm-hmm. And how do you relate to Princess Merida? Because I want to have freedom, basically, and I actually want to actually just, sometimes I wish something that I'm not allowed to, but it's, I kind of relate to her because, well, we both have different 
same dreams and everything. It's like, oh my goodness. It's like, wow. And she's a free spirit like me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think Princess Merida is someone that every young person should look up to because she is so strong-willed and very courageous, even though she faces so much, so many challenges. And she really just is a free spirit. And even though she makes mistakes, she really, really tries but to fix her mistakes. Yeah. And she tries to fix her mistakes so that, you know, I think that's something that everyone should do is if you make a mistake, admit that you were wrong and try to fix it and try to make it better. But she so has a what, good heart. Mm-hmm, she does have a very, very good, strong heart. And like I said, she does admit that she made, makes mistakes and she fixes them. So, Morgan, what did you think about the emotion in this film? The emotion was like a roller coaster. Like, sometimes you would be bursting out laughing. Sometimes you would actually be And there was like a part where you just wanted to cry because it was just a loving scene of the mother and her at the end. Absolutely. I agree. The emotion was like a roller coaster. I saw this film with my whole family and every one of us was in tears at one point. Like even my dad and my dad never cries at movies and he cried at this movie. So I was like actually pretty shocked. But yeah, he cried at this movie and I cried and my mom cried and my little brother cried because it was so emotional, but then there were also such funny parts. Like for a big majority of the film, I was laughing so hard because there were just such funny parts, especially the triplets. They were hilarious. I thought they were really funny. So Cheyenne, what did you think about the emotion in this film? I thought it was a roller coaster too, like with Morgan, because it's happy and then it comes really sad and it's happy again and then sometimes you get a little scared because if you watch in 3d you might get a little scared Mm -hmm. i do think there were definitely some intense parts in this film and some scary parts like i got scared a couple times um especially because of like the grizzly bears and like the fighting scenes and stuff because i personally am like afraid of bears and mountain lions like that's what scares me so i did get a little bit of afraid especially because it was in 3d um but i do think that this film is for all ages even though there is some frightening parts i would recommend it for everyone because it is a must-see film so cheyenne what age group would you recommend this film for i would give it two 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 and up mm-hmm. and why do you think that age because babies will love it too and mm-hmm. All the other people, um, I might take my dad and watch that movie, and I bet he'll love it, so. Absolutely. And I think that this film could be for, like, really young kids, like toddlers and stuff, but the movie theater experience is what I think might be, like, over-the-top scary because it's on this huge, big screen, and it's so, so loud. So for maybe kids... Yeah, it looks so real. So I think for kids that are younger, parents should have caution with them. But like I said, it should be for all ages. So Morgan, how many stars do you think you would give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it five. Five totally stars. It's like, you would love it. Mm-hmm, it's amazing. Absolutely. And the minute, the minute you just lay your eyes on the movie, you're like, Oh, and this is my favorite part at the beginning because it has a cute little star thing, so that would be pretty cute for the little ones. And it's Absolutely. a cute little cartoon. 
Mm -hmm. I think I have to disagree with you. I wouldn't give this film five stars because I would give it 20 stars. It like, it was so fantastic. Thousands of stars, a movie full of stars. Absolutely. Well, it looks like we're out of time, but girls, thank you so much for talking with me all about the film Brave, and be sure to go catch the Disney and Pixar animated film Brave in a theater near you. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice American Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Quill, Life of a Guide Dog, with Brianna and Camille. So I just talked to Brianna, um, or no, I didn't, sorry, she's on the call with us, but Brianna, how are you today? Very good, thank you. How are you? Good. And Camille, what about you? 
I'm great. How about you? I'm awesome. So anyway, Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about the film Quill, Life of a Guide Dog? Well, Quill, Life of a Guide Dog is um, about a Labrador who is a guide dog in training. And he experiences how hard it is to stop the street curb or corner and stuff like that. And so he he also learns how to stop or or not have a bathroom break when it when needed to but he has to be loyal to his master and not to not to do anything weird or anything so when he grows up to be an adult dog he's given over to his new master um Mitsuru Wani played by Kaoru Kobashi and he's a lonely middle-aged man who isn't fond of being guided around by a dog. He's like doesn't like dogs for some reason. Doesn't really make that clear, like why. But um, he goes to him, and they both go on the adventure of trust and teamwork. So, absolutely, that sounds like a fantastic movie. They, I love guide dogs because like I've worked um, at a humane society before, and like they have guide dogs and training there and stuff. And so I think that I would absolutely love this movie. It sounds awesome. So Camille, why don't you tell me a little bit about what you thought of this film? Um, I thought that this film was actually a pretty well done movie. Um, um, I'm not actually too fond of documentaries. So Mm -hmm. um, this film didn't necessarily appeal to me, but I still found it pretty interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the visuals in this film, Camille? I thought that they were great. And what about them was so great? Um, I really liked that it was filmed in Japan. Uh-huh. Um, I really liked the setting that they had. It wasn't like, it wasn't, you know, like a busy city. It was kind of like quiet and um, kind of relaxed. Yeah, so it was more of a calm setting instead of like a busy city life setting. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So, Brianna, why don't you tell me a little bit about the relationship between the guide dog and the master? I know you said that the the master of the guide dog didn't necessarily like dogs very much, but can you tell me how that relationship felt like in the film? Well, of course I will. Um, <laughs> the relationship between them, like when his trainer introduces him to his new master, um, the master's kind of like, oh, I don't want this. And he's blind, so of course he needs one. But he's kind of stubborn, like, oh, I don't need that. But so in the, cu- the first couple of days, they're like butting heads. But the dog still tries to sneak his way into his emotions. And then the more the dog tries to help him, the more he realizes that he really does need this. I mean, you can't just not like something that's trying to help you I mean it just doesn't do good so the more time they spend with each other the more of bond they have so I think that it starts out rough but it kind of warms up after time Mm -hmm. and Brianna what did you think about the fact that this film was a documentary well I've never really had things against documentaries um I I mean I don't watch them often but I will watch them, so. Mm-hmm. So you're sort of an open-minded person when it comes to that? Yes. Awesome. So Cheyenne, why don't you tell me a little bit about the soundtrack? Um, I am a fan of documentaries, and I know watching documentaries, the soundtrack isn't always the most prominent part of the film, but what was your opinion on it? 
Um, the sound, well, I actually really enjoyed the soundtrack. Um, it was, well, um, it was classical music that really mm-hmm. set the mood, I felt. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. And it makes sense because classical music is very calm. And like you said, the setting was a very calm and relaxed setting. So I think that makes sense that you'd have classical music playing in the background. Yeah. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney. And today we are reviewing Quill, Life of a Guide Dog, Hey Arnold, and Peach Dragon. So right now I have with me Brianna and Camille, and we're just talking about Quill, Life of a Guide Dog. And they're just telling me all about the music and the visuals and everything about it. So, Brianna, why don't you tell me if you have a favorite scene or a favorite part of the film? Well, yes. Um, I have my favorite scene in this film is when it's kind of awkward, but I mean it's kind of just out of the blue. But when the master takes his dog to his work everyone's like wow oh my gosh and then at his work I think most of the people are blind there or or it's either at his work or at his nursing home or whatever but most of the people there are blind so this guy tries the dog out and his actual master isn't isn't paying attention so when he tries the dog out he gets like he wanders off someplace and then he falls so and then he's like oh my gosh oh my gosh and then the dog just like walks away so he can't he doesn't know where he is and he doesn't know where to go so it's I think that's a really funny part in this film. (laughs) That sounds funny. So Cheyenne why don't you tell me about the emotion in this film since it's a documentary there isn't in my opinion, for most documentaries, there's not necessarily a picked out emotion like you would find in big blockbusters. But what did you think about the emotion in this film? Um, I thought that the emotion in this film was serious. Um, you know, there, um, you know, there were some parts of the film, like Brianna was saying earlier about, you know, how when he takes the dog to his work, um, how they're happy and excited for, for the dog. Um, but um, most of it, I felt, was serious. Most of it was serious. I could see how that would, you know, play out. So, Camille, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um, I think I'd give this film four out of five stars because it was a bit slow-moving at times. Mm-hmm. And, Brianna, what about you? How many stars would you give this film? I give this film five out of five stars because... It was funny and sweet, and it had comedy and drama and um, cute puppies. Because I've I've always <laughs> been a dog lover. Like that that's what I have now, a Yorkshire Terrier. So I'm just a dog lover. I, I mean, that's just what I am. Yeah, I am a huge dog and animal lover. My house is like a zoo. It's kind of funny. Or it used to be like a zoo. We've definitely slimmed down on our animal intake, but um. <laughs> So, Camille, why don't you tell me a little bit about what age group you would recommend this film for? Um, I would recommend this film to kids 10 and up because there are some subtitles and you have to be able to read pretty well. Um, There's also some bad language and, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, Brianna, what do you think about the age group? I think that it's also what she said 10 about 9 10 and up 
because I mean you do have to be able to read like she said but you always you also have to get it you you mm-hmm. have to you have to learn to not not concentrate on the Japanese and you have to figure out what's going on in the story you have to read so I think it's a pretty complex situation so um I think the more mature not mature but the more you get things I think it's better for those people because it may be Mm -hmm. a little bit um you may not get it if you're a little bit younger Mm -hmm. and Brianna can you tell me a little bit about how easy it was to follow along with the actual plot of the film and not necessarily the subtitles it was very good I mean half the time I didn't really have to look at the subtitles because once you grasped the plot it was kind of easy like you didn't really have to read it I mean you kind of knew what they were going to say so you kind of knew and with the plot how you followed it it's really easy I mean there's a guide dog I mean there's a dog and he gets he has to go somewhere to get trained, and he gets to this person, and once he gets to his new master, the story kind of takes off. So I think it's very easy to follow. Awesome. Sounds good. So it would be for all ages. You just have to have, like, a solid reading foundation? Yes. Awesome. So, Camille, can you talk to me a little bit about your opinion on the relationship between the guide dog and the master? Um. Well, at the beginning... Um, he, they're, they're both a little bit, um, well, um, Mitsuru Watanabe, um, he's a little bit, you know, unsure about if he likes the guide dog or, you know, the, I mean, I, I mean, I think in the beginning, he's pretty sure that he doesn't want a guide dog, but towards, you know, but, you know, as you get more into the film, they really, um, bond and they have a really strong friendship. Thank you girls so much for telling me all about Quill, Life of a Guide Dog, so be sure to check it out with your friends and family. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long Film Critics Boot Camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? 
It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Hey Arnold, and we have with us Cheyenne and Victoria. So how are you doing, Cheyenne? I'm doing great. How about awesome. you? Awesome. I'm doing well. And Victoria, how are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm very good. All right. So, Victoria, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Hey Arnold is all about? Okay, so Hey Arnold is like the best movie ever to me because I remember it from when I was little. And it's about how the community is being sold to a man named Sheck so he can turn it into a mall and put like all of these people out of their homes and they fight against it. Hey Arnold, well, Arnold and his friend Gerald, and they are like spies and then they save the community. Awesome. Well, sounds like a very entertaining movie, and it's cool that you could remember it from your past, and like when you were a kid, I think all of the best movies that I get to review are the ones that I can watch and be like, oh my gosh, that was my favorite movie when I was like four. So I think that's cool that you were able to have that experience. So Cheyenne, why don't you tell me what you thought about this film? I thought this film was great because it's about a boy and he's trying to save the whole neighborhood from this super mega mall to not appear in his neighborhood and he has to move to a different neighborhood. And what did you think some of the messages were in this film? Even though you're a kid, you can't do something huge. Mm-hmm. So it was like, believe in yourself even if you're young, you can still do anything? Yeah, it's like I could be the United States of America even though there hasn't been a woman president. Absolutely. You could do whatever you set your mind to if you really, really believe in yourself. And I absolutely 100% believe that's true. So, Victoria, what did you think about the visuals in this film? Well, I thought it was funny because his head is shaped like a football. <laughs> Gerald's hair like moves all over the place every time he walks because it's really tall. And the graphics were, like, you could tell they makes like, a lot of movies, like, the Shawshank Redemption, when the grandma was, like, 
escaping from prison or jail because she was like trying to save the neighborhood and she like beat the sewer with a rock every time the lightning struck like that happened in Shawshank Redemption so I thought it was cool it was like combining things and it was like very far it was beyond its years because it was Mm -hmm. made like 2005 or 2000 something and Mm -hmm. it was it seemed kind of advanced to be like a child's movie and I thought it was pretty cool that's awesome. So it seemed to you like a big mashup of a bunch of movies? Yeah. That's cool. So Cheyenne, why don't you talk to me a little bit about your favorite scene or your favorite character? My favorite character is Arnold because he's the person who's leading the pack to save the neighborhood. So it's pretty cool. And he's acting like one of those spies from TV. It's really funny. <laughs> too funny and he's just a kid right and he just, he's yeah. like acting like he's a spy that's awesome I remember being a kid and like pretending to be secret agents and like dressing up in all black and like snooping around my house and stuff I think that's kind of fun I think that's something that every kid plays at some point in their life so Victoria why don't you tell me if you have a favorite scene or character I have a favorite character mm-hmm. and that would be Helga because she, like, secretly is in love with Arnold the whole time, but she's, like, being deep voice and, like, helping him, even though she's, like, I hate this neighborhood, I'm going to be rich, and uh-huh. I can leave, but she, like, secretly cares about Arnold, she's, like, I love you, and he's, like, um, awkward moment, I don't like you, but still, it was, like, really nice that they, like, finally connected and weren't mean to each other. That sounds funny. So, Victoria, why don't you tell me a little bit about the emotion in this film? And, you know, was it, like, funny or was it serious? I mean, it had some serious parts, but it was mostly a funny movie with, like, Mm -hmm. sprinkles of seriousness, so it wouldn't be, like, too deep because it's a children's movie. But it was, it was, like, most of the time it was, like, joking and they had, like, funny comments and the grandma was really funny. And, like, the guy who had no leg and he was, like, driving a bus and he was, like, I've given up on being nice to people and stuff. It was funny. And then he, like, finally met his true love at the end of the movie. It was, mm-hmm. it was like, a romance, comedy, drama all mixed up in one. Cool. You are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Hey Arnold and Pete's Dragon. And right now we're talking about Hey Arnold with Cheyenne and Victoria. And Hey Arnold is a classic film that's playing on HGNet movies and kids scene this month. So be sure to check it out because it sounds pretty awesome. And Victoria was just telling me about the emotion in this film and how it's like a funny comedy romance with like sprinkles of seriousness. So it sounds kind of like a like a Sunday, like the comedy is the ice cream and the romance is the fudge and sprinkles are seriousness. I don't know. I like putting metaphors to things. Anyway, Cheyenne, what did you think about the overall production of the film? I thought it was great. Sometimes it was a little blurry. Yeah, it kind of glinched a little. A little bit. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the voice talent in this film? It was great. Uh, Gerald, he, I, um, when I saw him on the DVD pack, 
and I saw the hit, the picture of him before I watched the movie, and I was like voicing him, yeah. and it, and it actually voice, and it it sounds like the thing I said. So it was pretty cool, and it was amazing. It matched. It matched. So it really fit the whole storyline and everything. The voices really stuck to the film. It perfectly did it. That's awesome. So Victoria, what age group would you recommend this film for? I'd recommend this movie for ages about like five to 25. (laughs) And why would you give it those ages? Because when I was five, I really, really liked it. And I watched it like up to 14, which I am now. And I tried to watch it with my dad. And he was like, this movie is so boring. Why are you watching this? But, and he's like 40 something. So it probably stopped like in the middle ages because mm-hmm. it's like the point of your in between childhood, like teenage years, you're still liking kids' movies and like advancing to this movie's boring. So, so it's sort of in between. Yeah. Well, I think that's good because five to 25 is still like a pretty big age range for everything. So, Cheyenne, can you tell me a little bit about the morals and messages in this film? The message is you can be small, but you can make a huge difference. If it could be in your neighborhood, your city, maybe your state, or maybe the country. I absolutely agree with that message. And like you said, maybe you will be the first female president one day. So, Victoria, what do you think about the morals and messages in this film? I feel like it's fight for like fight for what you believe in and what Cheyenne said. Like no matter how small you are, you can make a difference. And, like, you should fight for what you believe in and, like, stick to your morals and your integrity because Mm -hmm. it might be strong enough to, like, overcome whatever you're going through. Absolutely. And tell me a little bit about the soundtrack, Victoria. What did you think about it? The soundtrack? I didn't really notice any music in the movie, but, like, you mean, like, did it have words in it? No, I mean, like, the background music and everything. Did it fit the movie or anything? Yeah, I feel like it fit the mood, but, like, they sometimes... It didn't really stand out to you. Yeah, I didn't really notice it, but, like, they start the music before they show the scene, so you know, like, it's going to be a romantic scene, or if it's going to be, like, they're running from something, so... That sounds like a cool tactic, and I definitely relate to you with, like, not remembering music, because when I watch the movies, I'm not necessarily paying full attention to the music and so if it wasn't like really fantastic music I don't really remember it most of the times and Cheyenne why don't you tell me a little bit if you related to this film at all or if it didn't relate to you at all it didn't really relate to me because I didn't have any like past that like if they tore down my neighborhood that I had never heard any news like that Or, you know, I've never been, like, a real spy and stuff. (laughs) It didn't really relate, but I could, I I know how they feel. I just can't relate to the whole movie. Awesome. Well, it's okay that you weren't able to relate to the film because I sometimes can't relate to films that I watch, but it's still cool that you were able to like the film, even though you couldn't necessarily relate to it. Let's take a break. Thank you so much for telling me all about the film Hey Arnold, which is playing on HGNet Movies and Kids Scene this month. So be sure to check it out because it sounds awesome. I'm Raven Devani from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice of America Kids.
Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the film Peach Dragon, and we have again with us Brianna and Cheyenne. So, Brianna, why don't you tell me a little bit about the plot of this film? Well, the plot about Peach Dragon is it's about an orphan boy, Pete, played by Sean Marshall, and his magical dragon, Elliot, voice of Charlie Callis. And they come to town with his, like, abusive adoptive parents chasing after them. So, like, in the beginning of the film, their parents and brothers and sisters are all like, are like, oh, I hate you. Can It's like a musical type thing. So, it starts out with a, it's a, a big number. So, they're like, ooh, we could, we can get them and blah, blah, blah. And so, after they go home and they, like after the parents and the brothers and sisters go home and be like, ah, we'll find him in the morning. Um, Pete and his dragon, Elliot, they go to um, town, like they go to this town 
and they meet some new friends and unwanted enemies, of course. And so it's it's very, I, I would say it's a nice plot because I haven't seen it before. So they, they run away from their adoptive parents into this town and they kind of adapt themselves to the town. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like a very interesting plot. It sounds like a very enjoyable movie. Cheyenne, why don't you tell me what you thought about this film? It was slow in the beginning, but it got really fascinating like in the middle and then in the ending because I was kind of bored in the beginning, but it was still great. Mm-hmm. And what did you think about the visuals in this film? The visuals were good. It was a little blurry because I think it was back then because mm-hmm. it had like different clothes and I, I think like different TVs. Yeah, so it was a little bit, not, it wasn't as modern as some of the films that we see today. So, Brianna, like you were saying, it's a little bit of a musical, so what did you think of the soundtrack in the film? I um I liked it very much. It was kind of like a simple beat, because since it's a musical, you kind of, the music kind of gets stuck in your head. So, um, it's not like background music where it's kind of just a soft thing to kind of lead you in the right direction but I think it was I think it was nice it, like um a, a couple of days after I watched the movie um I like five or six days the music was still in my head so I'm like oh my gosh this music <laughs> is still in my head so it was so, very I mean, catchy yeah it was catchy and it, it kind of memorized it a little so <laughs> sounds awesome it's good when the music gets caught in your head so, Cheyenne, what did you think your favorite character or favorite moment in the film would be? My favorite character is Elliot because he saves the day and he's, like, really nice. But sometimes he just, get into, he just gets into his really good, bad and clumsiness that it just does really bad things that makes, that made people, like, unconscious and faint. And it was, yeah, his clumsiness is sometimes out of control. Well, that sounds funny. And so, Brianna, why don't you tell me about your favorite scene or character in this film? My favorite character, I know this is like really, really weird, but the salesman helper, because he was like really, really dumb. And he had no clue of of what was going on. So he's like, uh, yeah, and yeah, I'll do that right for you. And it was really funny how he acted, so sounds funny I think sometimes some of my favorite characters in movies aren't necessarily the main characters but the funniest characters for me so speaking of funniness and comedy what do you think the emotion in this film is Brianna I think it's like um dramatic and like a dramatic musical I think Mm -hmm. that's I think that would cover it so because they're running away and when they're parents finally figure out where they are it's kind of like oh my gosh you didn't see them coming but when the when the um like parents like abusive adoptive parents come and their brothers and sisters I think that it was too much of a gap that they were in the film because they show up in the beginning and then right like right before the film ends they show up it's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're still here. So I think that was kind of, I think that was kind of weird. I think they should have shown up more. So mm-hmm. you are listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Raven Devani, and today we are reviewing Pete's Dragon, and we're talking about that film with Cheyenne and Brianna right now. 
And Brianna was just telling me about her opinions on the film. So Cheyenne, why don't you tell me if there are any morals or messages that you think this film puts out to audiences? The moral is even though that you're an orphan, you can find a family and not a, a not an ab- abusive family who makes you do chores and stuff. Not that kind of family, but a really loving family who wants to adopt you. Well, I think even loving families make their kids do chores sometimes, but I agree with you that that's a good message that, you know, even even if you're not being adopted or anything, but it, even if you're in like a tough situation that keep your head up because, you know, you can't have a rainbow without any rain. So just always think about that. So Brianna, what do you think the age group for this film should be? I think the age group would be five to 10. Because um, the dragon, of course, it's like, it's a mix of, um, like, real and animation. So, but I think that that, like, the animation part would be good for smaller children. And then the 10-year-old and a little bit younger part would be, um, they kind of think it's interesting. Because when I watched this film, I was kind of like, Oh, and um, part of the time you couldn't even see Elliot. Like most of the time, he was he was invisible. So I think they sh- they could have shown him more. But with the ages, I think that it's five to ten, but mostly mm-hmm. younger kids. And Brianna, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it a three out of five because it was somewhat unrealistic. Like that would never, I mean, I know that films are supposed to go wide out range, but since that Elliot was such a standout, like you could obviously see that he was fake. You could obviously see that he was a figure of imagination, but I mean, he's kind of is kind of not, but, um, and also, um, it was, it was too long. I mean, I know that it was split in half, but I feel like it was, too long but it still had some action and a little adventure so I think that every film should have action and adventure so that's why I give it those stars Mm -hmm. and Cheyenne how many stars would you give this film I would give it four stars because when I was laying in bed and watching the movie in the beginning I'm like three stars mom and then in the in the middle and then the end I'm like okay I'm giving it four stars now because at the end it just pops out and stands out Well, I'm glad that you felt this film went better as it went along, which is a good thing and also a bad thing because, in my opinion, films should be really, really good at the beginning because that's what, you know, grabs you and holds on to you. So that's just my opinion, but I'm glad that you liked it and gave it four stars. Brianna, what did you think about the overall, you know, production of the film? I think it was quite good. I mean, other than like the dragon not being there most of the time, I think that it was, I think that it gave a good message and I think it, I, I like how it was film. I like how it was a musical because I really like musicals. I don't watch them that much, but I really like them. And because mm-hmm. I like to sing along. <laughs> and um, I think that it was very good because like all the categories that you would rate this from, I think that it was like in the middle of all of them. So I think it was a good awesome. film. And did you relate to any specific part of the film or any specific character at all? Um, a little bit to Pete. Because, I mean, I wouldn't, I mean, sometimes I feel like, um, I feel like people, like, are out to get me. Like, I know it's, like, weird, but, like, some people, like, your friends and stuff, 
are like, oh, I hate you, and blah, blah. Well, not your friends, but, like, people who you know are like, oh, you're so rude, and we're coming to get you, or whatever. I kind of feel like that sometimes, so I kind of just kind of get away from it. And, yeah, that's mm-hmm. how I relate. So you related to him from that aspect. Yeah. I see. So, Cheyenne, did you relate to a specific character or a specific part of the film at all? I relate a little bit to Elliot because my I have a lot of clumsiness. Whenever I'm at a Disney t- dinner table, every like maybe once a week, every time I accidentally just knock down my cup. So it's kind of like he ringing uh, the bell, the school bell, while like it's the same thing as me accidentally hitting the cup. So <laughs> just a little bit, not a lot. I think I'm very clumsy as well. I think I could probably be able to relate to Elliot then because I am a very clumsy person. I can also be very graceful, but I do have my clumsy Elliot moments, I believe. All right. Well, it looks like we're out of time for today's show, but thank you guys so much for telling me all about Pete's Dragon. So be sure to check it out. And thank you all for joining me. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun Watch our film reviews and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.